Welcome to Session of Sessions with Colorado Blurred Girl. I am your host, Elise, the Colorado Blurred. I am so excited to be coming back for episode two of Session of Sessions. This is where I engage with you guys and expand my session circle to the people that I feel like I connect with, right? (laughs) Today's session is powered by, we shall say, I'm not going to give you the brand name because they're not sponsoring and we don't give free advertising like that, but, uh, edible 50 milligram guava flavored gummy, always chef's kiss appreciative. Um, this episode, I'm very excited to talk to you guys about what is near and dear to my heart, what I've been obsessing about lately, which is post Black Fay Day. If you aren't aware, Black Fay Day is May. I'm okay. It's either May 8th or it's May 14th, but I'm not sure. I, whenever I look it up, I get the runaround as far as like what the quote unquote official day is. But either way, pretty much all of May, let's say, is Black Fay, Black Fantasy content on TikTok specifically, but also on Instagram. And I am so here for it. I found out about Black Fay Day super late in the game last year. So this year I have been like eagle eyeing out to make sure that I'm able to like participate in the trend because fantasy is so near and dear to my heart. I absolutely adore it. And being able to dress up as a fairy, as elves, as any of like vampires, werewolves, sirens, just all of it. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. So just running off of the joy and the wondery that was Black Fay Day this year and getting to see all of the amazing content that was being put out, it was very serendipitous that as I was perusing my local library, I found a collection of of brown Yeah, that's right. Of Brown Fairy Tales. So it's called The Book of Brown Fairy Tales, and it is edited by um, Andrew Lang. Oh my gosh. It just took me down this rabbit hole. And that's honestly what we're here for, is just to explore the rabbit hole for a little bit. So please relax, enjoy yourself, and let's get started with this episode. We're going to start off today with a commercial for the culture. I really loved that from my last season of my podcast, so I'm going to keep it. And basically, a commercial for the culture is where I shout out people that I've been following, people that I've seen or run into or have just noticed are doing really interesting things that I feel like deserve a shout out. And so my first commercial for the culture for today is going to be a TikTok fantasy cosplayer slash makeup artist. She is absolutely amazing. So ethereal, so flawless. I am obsessed with her work. It's just, ah, she's so pretty. And just so the way that her work glows in her final products, it's just like, oh, I love it. So anyways, 
The creator's name is B Doc. So on TikTok, they are B dot D O C K K. And then on Instagram, they are B underscore D O C K K. Please, please, please give them a follow, give them a like, like just consume the content and be able to escape into the many, many different worlds that she provides for you for a nice little minute. You know, like her most recent one that she did for Black Fay Day of the Blue Water Fairy is just, oh my goodness. I love when people take all these different trends that are happening on the social media space and are able to just put, put them together in just this like, oh, pure chef's kiss kind of way. Just the epitome of being able to like pull from the things you're seeing, make them your own, but also celebrate the originals who did it and how you got to that idea, to that finished product. Like, oh, please, please, please go give her a like, a follow, all the good stuff. B.doc. Oh my gosh. Love, flowers, just all the things. And with that, we'll continue on with today's episode. to talk about this book that I serendipitously found in the library, The Brown Book of Fairy Tales. Oh my goodness. So I immediately was just flipping through. Basically, this book is a collection of different fairy tales that are from a variety of places. So it ranges from like Persia, Africa, Brazil, India, a few different places. And It's one of those things of, I think we fall into the routine of hearing the same stories over and over again, especially right now in the age of the bringing back the reboot. (laughs) It's just, I appreciate the nostalgia factor, but it's also one of those things of being exposed to the variety of stories that exist in the world only makes a person richer because you're able to just see the variety of things that can exist, even just the variety of thought processes that can exist. You know, why does somebody tell a story the way that they do? Why do they use the cadences they do? Why do you use the slang that they do? Like, I absolutely adore the fact that I have UK people that show up on my For You page a lot because I love being able to hear the way that they tell stories, the way that they do, uh, vlog situation. It's just so different than so many of the people over here in the States. And it's one of those things that just brings me such glee to be able to just, it makes me feel like I have cousins over there, you know, like, oh, it's just, I think that is one of the things I've come to really appreciate is like, because I'm such a private person And I'm very much one of those things of like, to really connect with me, you have to see me in person. Like I do not give a lot of the deep, deep, deep thoughts out to just the ethos. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things I think in order to protect my own energy and just based off of a lot of trial and error in my aging that I've done, it's just one of those things of I function much better 
when I'm able to keep the deep gems in the tight circle, you know? And I guess that is kind of the experimentation that is this whole podcast, right? The session obsession of expanding out what that deep circle means. But at the same time, being able to hear the tales that people heard growing up that helped them to have the thought processes that they have now as they move through the world is very interesting. And so like being able to find books such as this Brown books of fairy tales is always really fun to me. It just, it, it has its own nostalgia and that it takes me back to the times where when I was younger, I was able to go to like, I guess, story times, in essence, where authors would come and read their stories or would tell oral histories type of things, you know, would come in and just be a storyteller and would sometimes have the puppets or sometimes have like art that they had queued up that they would cycle through or anything like that. And like, even being able to sit for probably half an hour because we were kids. So I can't imagine that it was like an hour at most, but being able to hear that from people that had come from Africa, people that were of native American descent, people that were from Mexico that were coming and telling their story to this group of kids in a way to help them understand that there are so many different cultures that make up our community, you know? And it also reminds me of being able to be a part of a summer program where it was a dance and like, I guess dance and performance would be the easiest way to explain it. So we would be part of a summer camp where our dance company would basically bring in different dancers from different nations to be able to show their traditional dance type. And then also just like talk to us about what it was like in their country and just engage with people from different cultures. And so being able to have the mixture of authors and like storytellers come in and be exposed to that really young, and then also to come in and have the physical expression of dance and storytelling and entertainment mixed together for my early childhood has led me to understand that like, of course I love anime. Of course I love being able to like experiment with science fiction and with all the various fantasies and like the way that people are expanding into webtoons and just it's like of course all this stuff makes me really excited like it's obviously something I have been obsessed with since I was a kid so on that factor even though I've been obsessed with it since I was a kid not being able to truly see myself represented in these things in mainstream media specifically, but understanding that my love and my like and that the content was there for all these things, I think I didn't realize how much that had disjointed me for a long time and how much the lack of actual participation was a lot of it. (laughs) Like The fact that I was simply just consuming these things, but not actively participating in them left a bit of a hole that I didn't notice that was there. And in being able to do something like this most recent Black Fay Day and then having that also be like, oh man, like 
just doing original characters in your dressing up, your cosplay, your closet cosplay will allow you to like further engage in whatever this little nugget of joy that you have going on is. And then you can like start becoming that storyteller that you loved to engage with when you were a kid. You get to be the people that go around and like do a little show or that write a children's book or any of that kind of stuff. It's one of those things of this is how it all gets started, right? These are the little seeds that get planted that we grow into and are able to like start change, I guess. I think (laughs) I'm just, ah, it's been heavy. Everything's been so heavy lately. And I think I'm just really, really, really searching for any bit of light that I can hold on to right now because I don't want to keep feeling so heavy. And I think as somebody who is deeply, I like to say realistic, but honestly is probably very pessimistic. Like I need to hope that if I can actively change that mind frame and actively change that expectation as I'm like navigating the world, that that will move the needle to help us to start like being better. (laughs) And honestly being closer to like this little fantasy realm that I think a lot of us kind of long for, like not even necessarily in the whole like fairy and all that stuff, but like how many times, especially as like an anime or manga fan, have we just longed to be a part of the world that we are fandoms of, you know, like maybe not necessarily all of them. Like if you're a fan of Attack on Titan and you say that you would want to live in the world of Attack on Titan you're a liar. You're uh, you're a liar. <laughs> I don't know. Or there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. But that would be awful. That place sounds awful. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> so just, I think in, again, as I'm creating my own content, as I'm looking forward to the stuff and the vigor that people are deciding to put out themselves, And I appreciate that the focus on giving people who do amazing things that we like the proper credit as well. Like I really, I think that there is a tide turning and I'm excited for it. I'm hopeful for it, I'd say. But yeah, well, with that, let's go ahead and take another little breather and do our second commercial for the culture. Right, our second commercial for the culture today is going to be a gentleman that I most recently, like literally within these last, like this week, I found and cannot get enough of his content. It is so good. It's so interesting. It's so, for me, educational. So the TikTok creator is briefed. It's B-R-I-E-F-E-D underscore. Um, I believe he has an Instagram too, but I don't think it's the same type of content. So specifically for what I'm talking about, I am talking about their TikTok profile. And what they do is a daily rundown of the cross between an anime and historical slash mythological um, 
resources that they use within their storytelling. So the intertwining of like where the base character source material is from, you know, and as somebody who I love all types of anime, I love just like, I don't know, just consuming it. It's one of the things I just, it's my peak favorite type of entertainment to just be able to throw on and show and just watch and dive into their world and get lost in the art and just all of it. But like, there are so many times that I will absolutely be the first to admit that some of the like Easter eggs within a series or a story or any of that kind of stuff will go completely over my head. And especially because a lot of the things I watch are Japanese, there are myths or folklore or just things that are being referenced that because I'm not from Japan and I am like very surface level on the true knowledge of a lot of their cultures, like they go over my head. (laughs) And I absolutely, it's one of those things of like, yeah, I mean, as long as I still enjoy it, I'm not super mad about it. But like, if I could be in on the joke, that's always a good thing, right? (laughs) Like, nobody likes to be the outsider that's just like, why is that funny? I don't get it. So within that sense, the work that Briefed is doing for me as a kind of lazy, I want to know, but I don't want to actually have to like really sit here and deep dive Google all this stuff. I am absolutely adoring it. It's super interesting the way he does graphics and like just the variety of the characters and shows that he's going over I really enjoy I personally am a One Piece fan so he does a lot of One Piece content and I am not mad about it (laughs) you know like I know that's not everybody's cup of tea but I don't know especially as somebody who is a fan of the show being able to hear about who each of the pirates are inspired by like I loosely knew some of them but having it blatantly put on most of them is awesome being able to talk about the relationships between the Naruto characters is really interesting it's just I really really like the way he does the whole process the way he goes about showing everything the way he talks like it's just a really educational and fun and enjoyable little three minute. I don't think he usually does three minute, but maybe he does. But it doesn't feel like three minute. And then you get the bonus of every once in a while his dog's in it, which I just, I'm a dog girl. So that's always fun for me. So again, his name's Briefed on TikTok. Absolutely worth the follow, the shares. Like I really, really, really adore his content. And he puts a new one up every day. So there's definitely tons for you to get caught up on and also just to like keep watching with in general. But yeah, and with that, we're going to wrap up today's episode. All right, guys. Um, honestly, just wrapping up today's episode in general in fairy tales and all the fables and things, I think it's mostly that I just am caught on a cycle of feeling like there are lessons we're supposed to be hearing. There are things we're supposed to be paying attention to that as an ethos as a whole are being missed or being lost. And I guess I'm not quite sure why, if I'm being totally honest. I think that we're a community as far as a society. 
We are so, we consume so much. We are constantly just like searching and searching and searching for more and more things, whether it's like truly materialistic things or like thoughts, philosophies, entertainment, just purpose, like all of it. And like even uh, purpose, especially I feel like so many of us, myself included, are just so lost. And it's just like, how did we get here? What am I supposed to do now that we are here? And like, realistically, do I actually want these things? Or like, am I just wandering through this space and time continuum that we're on? Just like a blob being at the will of things out of my control, you know? And like, I think by looking back, especially for me at fables, at things that are more folklore rather than necessarily like quote unquote fairy tales, but truly going back and trying to dig deeper for the stories that got lost in the transforming to more of the technological age we're in, as far as being able to see like how can we take some of these lessons and actually put them to use, you know, like there's so many things from our elders, so many things from our past, so many things from others, ancestors that we can use to make our lives better today. And instead, I think we're choosing to follow their mistakes and to decide that there's no ability to change for the better, that it just has to be resigned to the path that we are on. And like, speaking specifically as an American and as a black cisgendered female, it's one of those things of just like, I understand the privilege I have. I understand the disadvantages that I have, but I also have to believe that like, it does get better than this and it will. And like, I have to be a part of it in some way to be able to make sure that it swings in the direction that I want it to. (laughs) It's just one of those things of like how you make that move so that it doesn't drain you completely, but also is like having some sort of an impact. You know, I think so many of us kind of shouting endlessly into the void that we hate it here and this is awful is just so maddening and frustrating because it's like, yeah, we're all saying it, but yet we're still stuck on this rock, just like ah, going who knows where and why. It's just, I don't know. It's one of those things. I know this is getting kind of heady and a little bit uh, meandering, but again, if you know, you know, which is probably, honestly, this is probably going to be like very realistically still, no matter when you're listening to this, sadly, I'm sure this will still be something that's true. But with some of the traumas that as a society, America specifically having to go through and having to figure out like what we're going to do about it, it's just, I don't know, I'm looking back to be able to figure out how we can look forward, I think a little bit and not looking back at necessarily my own path, but trying to look back at maybe what I think people that are doing it a little bit better or that truly are making uh, 
argument for a better way, especially watching some of the protesters that are working on water rights, that are working on protecting of native lands, that are working on protecting of small communities in the effort to be able to have big corporations take over a lot of these land spaces. You know, it's just, I don't know, just trying to stay open and trying to see the different avenues that the universe is saying, Hey, like, don't give up. (laughs) Like, don't, don't check out. Don't clock out. We still are here and we got to do something. It's only when you fully disengage that the dark can take over. Right. So that got kind of dark and damper, but you know, sometimes it happens. It's a session. It goes where it goes. (laughs) So with that, thank you so much for taking the time and spending it with me today. I hope that you are able to find some fantasy in your world recently and able to engage and just dive in and have some fun and light and help to build something different. You know, we're all out here just trying to exist. If you want to have more like conversations, just talks, things, I pop up on TikTok and do blurbs about my current obsession that I will be extending on in the next episodes. So give me a follow on TikTok, Colorado Blurred Girl. I'm also on Instagram, even though I don't really post, I will get better about that, I guess. Instagram kind of scares me. I don't know. It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same type of people as TikTok and they don't really seem to like me. So anyways, but TikTok, Instagram, Colorado Blurred Girl. Thank you guys again so much. Uh, The music from today is courtesy of Riot Games from their League of Legends little soundtrack that they gave out sessions um, five, no, six, sorry. And the song specifically is In Circles by Tennyson. So thank you again to Riot Games for helping out small creators and giving us copyright free music to use. And with that, um, that's the episode. And thank you guys so much. I will be seeing you again soon. Bye-bye.